Hello, and welcome to the Knitted Socks Only podcast, episode number 46. My name is Em, and welcome to the show. Uh, For those of you that are new, I have a little bit about me. I have um, been knitting for about 37 years. I still consider consider myself a newbie. (laughs) I learned from my grandmother, who was a very much a knit sweater knitter. She loved knitting sweaters and I knit socks. I knit hats. I knit blankets. Um, I knit mittens now. I can add that to my repertoire and I am starting my first sweater. So that's been really exciting. Um, if you check me out on Instagram at knitted socks only, You'll see pictures of the sweater that I talk about a little bit today. Um, You'll also, if you check out my website, knittedsocksonly.com, you'll find my blog that I've started in regards to knitting the sweaters. So the last two have been about the sweater. So I'm planning on documenting that journey. Um, After reading the book Unraveled, Um, or unraveling, it was, there was only about an hour spent on the actual knitting of the sweater that she did from scratch, from shearing sheep to dyeing wool to carding it to spinning it and all of that. She only spent about an hour on the actual design and knitting of it. And it wasn't really an intense, like, how-to guide, right? So I'm... I have learned a lot about and have a finer appreciation for what my grandmother and my aunt have always done, which my grandmother unfortunately has passed, but she used to knit sweaters all the time. Like every time I saw her, she was knitting a sweater for somebody. And so I have picked up, I have had no idea how to knit sweaters. My aunt knits sweaters And so, but she's busy, you know, traveling the world, picking up new yarns, things like that. So this is the first time I've actually knitted something without assistance, really, from somebody who I, whose family that has, you know, passed on a, you know, a pattern of some sort that's fairly easy for beginners. And I'm, piecing this together and so I've had some great help from friends online which I really appreciate and so I've started knitting I'm doing it from bottom to top in the circular motion I'm using size 6 needles I'm using DK weight um, acrylic yarn which was my grandmother's yarn and then I'm using various sock weight yarns to add pops of color um, that I knit with it. So it's like a DK weight and a sock weight yarn together. And I love how when you're knitting with two strands of yarn, that sometimes the primary shows and then sometimes the secondary shows. And so it makes this really unique pattern, which I love, um, because no pattern is ever the same. So I love that. It's just kind of, chaotic beauty as I call it. So anyway, um, been doing that and I totally forgot where I was at. 
That's so bad. So, yes, this episode is coming to you late. It's coming to you on Wednesday. And the reason why is this is because I have been with the springing forward time change. I have been behind by a day. Like <laughs> I went to bed last night. I in the morning I had told my husband, "Hey, I'm going to do my podcast after you go to bed at nine o'clock. It's like, okay. So I had every intention on doing that. Come home. We go get dinner. I eat dinner, watch a little TV, you know, watching Venture Brothers. And, um, I get, you know, (laughs) I get done with my Venture Brothers. I go to bed and as I'm laying down about to close my eyes, I was like, I totally forgot to do my podcast. Like, I totally forgot. I thought it was Monday again. And I knew it was Tuesday. I just thought it was Monday. And it was just kind of like, darn. So, you are not crazy. Today is March 15th, 2023. It is a Wednesday morning. So, my apologies for getting this out late. I hope that for those that are returning listeners that you will not think too harsh of me. It's just this this time change has really thrown me for a loop. But anyway, let's go ahead and get on. Um, so I'm working on the sweater. I um, went to my local yarn store this um, past um, weekend and I picked up, I went to Unraveled, which is by Fort Sam. And it. I picked up a skein of yarn from Savvy Skeins called Texas Rose. It's 80% uh, superwash merino, 20% nylon, 420 yards. It's fingering weight yarn, so it's sock weight. And I am going to knit with it since I've been using the Malabrigo purple yarn that I've got with the white acrylic from gram- my grandmother's stash. So now it's going to be the Texas uh, rose color with which is yellow if you don't know it's the yellow rose of texas so it's a yellow color with and it's various brightness levels of yellow with some green speckles and some red speckles and it's just pretty and i'm not real sure if it'll pop or not with the white but i think it will so i got that and i think the re i know philosophically why i got it so my mother, when I was little, we went to a major department store. I can't remember if it was Mervyn's or Sears or whatnot, but details are kind of fuzzy on that. But we were at the mall and she saw this yellow rose of Texas um, shirt she wanted. And I couldn't tell if it was like a Fiesta shirt or something like that. I mean, this was in North Texas, so they don't really celebrate Fiesta up there, so I'm really not sure what it was for, but it may have been for the state fair. Not real sure. Anyway, she wanted this shirt, and I I was so mesmerized by that yellow rose. Like, it's just something that was beautiful to me. And so I've always... And Dad, when he's always buying roses and flowers for my mother, it's always yellow roses right so her favorite flower is the daisy but she also loves the yellow rose so i'm 
I picked it up because it's my mother, right? It's her favorite color. It's her favorite. It just reminds me of mom. So since this sweater is primarily my grandmother's foundation, it's very philosophical to me that the yarns that I choose that are secondaries, because the primary is always my grandmother's yarn. It's, they mean something to me. So, of course, I get, you know, my, I got, I learned how to knit for my grandmother, who's now passed, and my mother learned how to crochet from her grandmother on my mom's side, on my grandmother's side, her mom. And so we've, I've just kind of like, this sweater is philosophical. And of course, it's just colors for anybody that views it. But for me, it's this personal, like family history almost, or personal knitting history for me. Like, it's just kind of one of those things. So, you know, talking about that, I've been, you know, I also got some beautiful um, flying pig stitch markers while I was at the local yarn store. They're made out of ceramic, and I just think they're so cute. But I'm, I'm right now using my bunnies that I am in love with, and so if you've seen my Instagram page, you'll, you'll know what green bunny, and I've got some pastel bunny stitch markers that I'm in total love with. They're just so adorable. It's just, it is way too cute and it's just fun to knit with them. So I was listening, of course, to a book, right? Like I always do while I'm at the gym. And the book I'm currently listening to is a Knitting Yarns, Writers on Knitting by, um, it's edited by Ann Hood. So it's a compilation of like stories, poems, things like that about writers who knit. And one of the writers in the, one of their chapters, we asked a very interesting question. Why do we knit? Do we knit for the end or do we knit for the process? And so I want to kind of spend a little time on that today because, you know, with this sweater, it's in socks, I think, I think I knit the socks because I love the process of knitting the sock. It's just one of those things that I can just knit in my sleep. And it's, it's just, I love doing it. And the process of knitting the sweater has reinforced that, that I love the process of the knitting. After I've knitted it, I'm like, eh, you know, and I think that's why for me, it's easier to give away the things that I knit because it's, I love the process. I, I'm happy when they're done and I, I'm happy with it and it, I admire it. And it's like, wow, this is great. Somebody will really love this, but it's not something of, I just want to knit to get it done. And I want the finished product. It's never been about that for me. And so I love, I love the actual process of the knitting. So like with the sweater, I have been documenting on my blog, the last two blogs, and for a while it will be about sweaters, just so you're aware. But I do those on Friday mornings, and the last two that I've done have been about the sweater and the process of knitting the sweater, right? So it's the math. It's the 
choosing the yarn. It's the needle size. It's there is no just one thing that walks you through the entire steps of the process. And I've been real fortunate to have friends help me through that since my grandmother's passed and my aunt's like traveling the world, right? And so I've been real lucky in that instance, but it's just, I document it all because sweaters, it's not like a sock. Once you've picked up that pattern, you can just do it. I'm, I'm got this feeling that sweaters are a totally different beast of a type of knitting. So I'm, I'm working hard to get it. So I will say this, that if you've never knitted a sweater and you're looking for a first time knitting sweaters, don't choose us size six needles. I did because I, I thought, Oh, six will be fine. And it's perfect for DK and sock weight. Um, mixed together right but i'm sitting here with i cast on 406 stitches after doing all that math um i had to do a swatch like for the first time ever in my life i now understand the purpose of swatching something and doing a sample piece because of count of the math you need for it so like seven stitches equal one inch and i wanted it super bulky like I don't want it like tight and constricting sweater. So, and I just am like, you know, it's crazy. I, um, she just, it, it's just kind of one of those things that it's like, it's going to be this huge bulky sweater and I'm going to love it. Like it's, but that's okay. Like, I think it needs to be documented that whole process. So then that way, when I go back and try to do this again, that I'm not totally confusing myself with the math and with everything else. And, you know, as far as math goes, it's, I, I was always a algebraic person. I, I loved math. I loved algebra. It was crazy how I love the process. It was like a puzzle and I love puzzles. So this on the other hand is a whole different beast. And so I, I've been kind of like, it's been crazy. So I, you know, I guess I'll quit talking about the sweater. I guess <laughs> I've talked about it quite a bit. So getting back to, are we a finished product or a process person? I am the process of knitting. I love the process of choosing the yarn. I love the process of trying out something that I've never done. I love how it comes together. I love tackling the problems. It's, it's just fun. Like it's just pure fun. And I just, it keeps me busy and it keeps my mind engaged and I just love it. Like it's, I love being able to go into a yarn store look at all the yarns and go, I'm going to take this and I'm going to try it with what I am knitting today. Um, the big thing that I tackled yesterday in regards to my sweater and the problem. <laughs> so I ran out of my first skein of my grandmother's um, acrylic yarn. So I picked up my second acrylic skein, right? No big deal. But I've just realized that it's something I'm going to do and pick up. And when I start a new row, if I don't have enough to complete a row, I'm going to finish that. 
So that's what I'm going to do. And that way when I weave in the ends, they're all in one area. I think that's going to be the easiest way for me instead of trying to find where to weave ends in and out. But I'm not sure yet. We'll we'll see how that goes. But it is what it is. And I've been totally enjoying the sweater. So I would love to know whether you guys are process people or end products. I think most of you that listen to my podcast are probably about the process, not about the end product. Because I, I just, I can't imagine that you listen to my podcast and you just enjoy the end products. Um, because I don't have a lot of finished products that I talk about. Like it's, I, I show picture, I'll tell you about them and, but I'll spend most of my time talking about the process. And so, but I just want to let you guys know, I really appreciate you that listen to this podcast. It means the world to me that you do. Um, I've been doing this podcast now for over a year and it's, I have, I have found so many friends doing this. I I just really, truly appreciate it. It means the world to me that you guys listen to me. And I love engaging with you. And so if you want me to talk about something, share something, anything like that, you can reach me at knittedsocksonly at gmail.com. And I will answer any questions that you have. I about yarn. If if you are a dyer of yarn, please reach out to me. I'd love to knit a pair of socks in your yarn and I'll talk about it in a podcast. I would love to do that. And so I want to talk a little bit about stitch markers. So I, if you've listened to earlier episodes when I first started out, I didn't understand what stitch markers were for. I didn't. I knitted socks, I knitted sweat, I knitted, you know, blankets, I knitted scarves and mittens and hats. I I didn't understand why you needed a stitch marker. Like it just didn't make any sense. Now that I've knitted sweaters, I totally get the stitch marker. I totally understand what it's for. Um it helps you count your stitches. I know that's insane to hear, but it's how you count your stitches. And I have, I need to find a way though. Like I have claw stitches, stitch markers, but it's, I need to be able to, so I've got, of course I'm knitting in the, like just straight knit, right? I'm not doing a knit purl because when you're knitting in the rounds, you don't ever go to the wrong side. So you're just doing a straight knit, which means that when you're doing that, it curls up. So the way you prevent that is by doing a knit two, purl two, but I'm not doing that. I just did, cause I don't mind that it rolls a little bit, but I think once I block it and I think that's going to be a challenge too, cause I've never blocked anything in my life. Well, I have. I have a I have a sock blocker that I've knitted I've I just put the wet sock on and I just leave it on there and I just let it dry out. It's fine. You don't really need to block socks. It's just the first time I knitted socks in my early life I did that. So now I've I do that every so often. But I believe in true belief that the sweater is probably gonna have to be blocked. Like I just I'm gonna have to block it. So 
that will be a challenge. I've never done that before, really. And so, I guess it's going to require me to buy some foam and <laughs> and some, um, get some space and some needles. And I think, I, actually, I have the needles. So, what's been interesting about this process as well is that I've I've thought about, like, I think about the steps that I need to do to continue on, and I have found that things in my grandmother's bag, which I'll talk about probably next podcast, so I'll just leave it at that, that I have finally found what their purpose is for. Seeing, no knitting a sweater now, I understand their purpose, so, but anyway... I, I'll go ahead and end it here. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. And I hope you have a great week. And um, I I just want to say thank you again for listening to the show. And feel free to reach out to me on my Instagram, on my you know email. You can check out my website at knittedsocksonly.com. And... All my, my information is in the show notes, so I just want to let you know that God loves us all, and I love you all too, and I hope you have a great week, and make sure you keep your mittens or your needles warm. Um, love you all. I'll talk to you later. I'll see you next week. Bye.